Hey ladies and gents, it's Steph at steph to it and you're listening to Move Memoirs, where we're making healthy moves and telling the story. So there's five of us in the room. Today we're going to do what I'm calling the group chat episode, which is where we're going to tackle some topics that people have sent in. Um, we're just going to have a chat and yeah, get some answers. So if you guys can go around the room, introduce yourselves, um, and then we'll get started. So I'm Zizi. I'm a doctor, so I work for the NHS. Uh, I'm a bit of a fitness enthusiast in my spare time. Hi, I'm Ameza. I am a registered nutritionist. And I'm Stephanie, in case you guys don't know already, but I'd hope that you do. Um, I'm a certified PT, and at the moment I work for the Sickle Cell Society. Hi, I'm Maya. I am also a personal trainer. I specialise in pre- and postnatal personal training. That's for women who are pregnant and just after they've had their baby, by the way, because people always ask me what that means. <laughs> and I'm also a podcast host, and I also host retreats. Cool. Hey, I am Taja. I am a sports massage therapist and acupuncturist. I also run a podcast too. Always been into health and fitness, did sports science back in the day, gym enthusiast, that kind of stuff. That's mm-hmm. kind of me. Cool. In a nutshell. Mm-hmm. Thanks. So as you can see, or here, we've got like a range of health and fitness expertise in the room which is good um so yeah the purpose of the day was to tackle some questions so i wanted to firstly say thank you to everybody who sent a question in thank you for your participation it just makes things happen (laughs) um so yeah we're going to read through the questions and i'm going to direct the questions to one of my lovely ladies and then we're all going to give a bit of our own um so the first question we have is the title is meal prep and the question is how do you properly meal prep and so I'm going to direct that to you, Taja. Oh, God. Do I even meal prep? <laughs> <laughs> I think it's kind of, for me, when I do meal prep, I kind of think about what I want to have for the week ahead. Think, okay, I don't want to have something that's repetitive. Because mm. for me, I'm the kind of person that if I have something too many times in the rep, I'll end up hating it. Yeah. And I'll <laughs> never eat it again. <laughs> So I think, yeah, it's just having an idea of what you kind of want to have throughout the day, breakfast, lunch, dinner, but I'm the kind of person that sometimes won't have breakfast at fast, mm. and then just maybe have a smoothie right. for my breakfast, and then lunch is whatever I find in Aldi <laughs> in the week, and dinners, I'm the kind of person that doesn't know how to cook for one person, so I live alone, I always make too much, so it's like, Same. okay, I've got my, I've got my dinner for... Sunday and Monday, then I'll cook again, then it's Tuesday and Wednesday, yeah. whatever <laughs> But yeah, I'm not really a big meal prep person, I just eat what I feel like right. kind of thing. But I've changed my diet recently, so okay. I'm now vegetarian, I was pescatarian for two years okay. prior to that, so I'm kind that's of... That's what I am now. Yeah, oh, that's cool, so yeah. I'm like transitioning and yeah. working out what meals I kind of like, so yeah. it's still new. Work in progress. What about everyone else? In terms of meal prep, anyone? A so prior I'm a massive, I have salads most lunch times. So I don't meal prep dinners at all, but I do like I slice up salads usually. So I usually have salads with some sort of protein, whether that be, you know, fish or chicken, etc. 
Um, so I do do that on maths and have that most days. So that's my version of meal prep. And in the evenings, we'll see, basically. <laughs> <laughs> Your guess is as good as mine. <laughs> anything goes. I think for me, um, so when I'm trying to really enforce a new kind of diet, or not even a new diet, but a new way of eating, then I'll try to meal prep. So I'll be like, okay, so I've said this week I'm going to do like more greens. So I'm going to like prep the greens, but I won't prep the whole meal because oh, like you, mm. I feel like if I have the same thing, for three days in a row, I won't like it anymore. Mm. So I, I, meal prep, yeah. But I think in terms of prepping, I think maybe more so than like having containers and putting the same food 100%. in. Or, yeah, I think it's more so about like mentally prepping. So, okay, buy the foods that you want for the week. Um, mm. Plan what you want to do with mm-hmm. those foods each yeah. day and mm. then go from there. Just mm. knowing that, okay, Tuesday I'll have, I will have the greens, but I'll have the greens with, I don't know, pasta. And mm. then I'll have the greens with some turnips or something like that. Just, I think that's, more fun and it, and it takes the, the pressure off it because sometimes yeah I feel like meal prep sometimes like okay I've got my container yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, the pressure's on it's too so there's so many connotations with meal prep like negatively about mm-hmm. your diet and counting calories like mm-hmm. when I first started and it's probably quite a common thing when you first start in the fitness industry you're really concerned about your body and mm-hmm. everything and about how you look and especially as women like it's crazy. Yeah. So I was I was counting my rice grains literally oh, wow. and wow. Like measuring the chicken and that. Yeah. And I, I worked in the gym as well, which mm-hmm. obviously ups the pressure even yeah. more. And everyone around you is doing that. And no one really knows about health because there's a huge dissonance between health and fitness yeah. and aesthetics and all of that. So um personally it very much depends on what type of things you eat. Like personally I eat quite a plant based diet. So beginning of the week I'll probably boil a cook like a whole thing of lentils mm-hmm. and then I'll like you said have that with different yeah. in different ways throughout the week so yeah. that I'm interested in you know that kind of stuff as well um and also another key point you mentioned which is just buying four meals I, I plan the meal that I want and yeah. I'll buy for that yeah. and that way you can also be on a budget while you do it as well yeah. and then like you just you don't have to always think like what am I going to have with this like you've, we've got the stuff there yeah. and then yeah. if it's any yeah. leftover you can make stuff from that so yeah. You can have some supply options in there as well. Mm. So if, you, if Lidl is having a sale on um, one of your favourite things, <laughs> you can buy that too. <laughs> you know? Literally. Yeah. Okay, let's move on to the next question. So question number two is, the t- title was Understanding the Impact of Food. So this says, there are so many fad diets and all of them say they're the best. However, I want to understand how different foods affect the body and understand what foods are best for my, that was in capital letters, health. And we're going to give that to Mez, eh? Yeah. <laughs> First of all, when it comes to diets, I always say, in general, I wouldn't say just look for a diet. Diets generally do not work. Mm. If you think about um, how diets have... Initially, you might lose weight in a diet, but when it comes to a sustainable... Um, if you're looking for weight loss, if it comes to a sustainable weight loss, over time diets generally don't work. Mm. So um, very much, I, I'm love, I actually love the fact that she put that my in capitals because that's really what uh, health is about and yeah. nutrition is about and fitness as well. Mm. It's really about what works for yourself, what works for your own body. So, mm. so for example, some people might have a, you know, they might like certain foods and if that works for you, for you, Go, go for it. And mm. I always say to people, um, you know your body the best. Mm. And even even if you think you don't know your body the best, my job is to help you to become the expert on yeah. your body. And the, uh, to answer the question of what works well for my body, I literally can't say that just right now. It would be something where we'd have to go for a consultation yeah. or something like that. 
but it really is about experimenting with different foods yeah. and like what actually works well um you know tracking even you know your hunger signals as well um are you feeling uh, a certain way when you're eating a certain food or are you maybe thirsty instead of um, feeling quite hungry are you you know is it that you've uh, you know you've worked out a lot and then you've, you've like wanted to just binge on a lot of things just really understanding what your body is saying to you at specific at specific times of the day and just working through that it just take a lot of work because it's like you're getting to know yourself yeah. Again, yeah. as opposed to um just going through the motions which is a lot of the time what we do especially in this fast-paced world so. yeah 100%. yeah i agree with that i think one of the things that i find helpful is um so i'll do exactly what you said is that i'll write down or note down exactly like even just for a day or two when I when I know that something's changed I've note down everything that I've eaten that day how I felt mm-hmm. um just so that I can understand more so what's going on with my food because I think like you said with diets like okay I'm gonna do the I'm not gonna name any diets but like <laughs> I'm gonna do the diet <laughs> 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 do that you know for a, a week or two and yeah like you said it might work but then over time because we're always changing or, or my my life situation changes then that diet stops that doesn't work so mm-hmm. I feel like it is more important to know my body and know what works for my body as opposed yeah. to me and you doing the same diet but it's like we're, we're two completely different yeah. people yeah. and you don't obsess about it exactly. as well I don't have any real like I'm, I'm so bad to talk on this like my clients are always saying not so much now actually because it's pre and postnatal so women who are pregnant or they have, or they have just had babies mm-hmm. this is half the reason I do train them is because their perspective is so different mm-hmm. so half the work as a personal trainer which I'm sure you will agree with is getting that woman or whoever you're training for me it's women I only train women yeah. to understand that it's not a temporary fix like mm-hmm. you're not just going to work out for this yeah. holiday body yeah. and yeah. then come back <laughs> And then, do you know what I mean? Like, it's, it's a long-term thing. And yeah. you have to learn... I see it as you have to learn to love yourself because the only reason you're going to do it is if you love yourself. Yeah. That's why you put yourself otherwise, you can't sustain. Yeah. You don't want to. Why would you want to wake up at, like, crazy times and in the cold and the rain? Like, it's got to be something you want to do. Yeah. So, for that reason, I just see it as life's hard. We have a hard job, most of us, you know, doing whatever we're doing. And if you want to eat something, eat it. Yeah. But make sure you do what you need to do so that you don't feel unhappy with the no. with the um, result of that no. or you know the consequence so if i feel really tired and like just having a bit like come on my period or whatever mm-hmm. i might honestly have a whole pack of biscuits i could mm-hmm. but yeah, best believe tomorrow <laughs> i am hitting that gym <laughs> you know what i mean like yeah. you just like it, it, it's it's a it's definitely a fluid thing and you yeah. just gotta trust your body and your your um intuition yeah. about eating but don't try and limit yourself like so much you can't control you can control what you want to eat don't like punish yourself (laughs) because it comes to sort of a a mental issue when you start doing that Mm. and especially one thing we do in this world is which gets to me is we label foods as good and bad yeah Yeah. everyone listening please can we stop labeling foods as good as bad as good or bad because that really doesn't help us in life for example Someone might say milk is a, a, a good food mm. to have, mm. but a lactose intolerant person will say yeah. it's not yeah. so good. It's 100%. like just if, if at a certain time it might be helpful for you, at a certain time it might not yeah. be helpful Trust me. for you. Yeah. As opposed to just labelling foods and then getting into a really bad cycle with your relationship with mm-hmm. food. And yeah, so the key is just to um, understand yourself yeah. as opposed to. And obviously, I'm sure you'll agree as well, having a bad relationship with food is one of the hardest things to undo. Mm. So don't even put yourself 
in that room, mm. like just j- jump out of it straight away. Yeah, yeah. and yeah, yeah, because your life revolves around eating. Yeah, you yeah. actually do so need to eat. Be stressed <laughs> about that of life as well. well so, yeah. <laughs> I mean, so would you say there are like healthier foods that you can eat, or foods that you would avoid, or do you think it's just there are helpful foods and there are not so helpful foods, mm-hmm. um, depending on the person as well. Right. Um. So let's say. I have run a huge marathon, um, my glucose stores are super low or something like that. Something that's more sugary might actually be helpful mm. at that point. Yeah. So I really tend not to put them in boxes. Right. But whilst we do know, you know, a uh, high um, amount of fruit and vegetables are really good for you because of uh, vitamins and minerals, um, I do tend to just say like, yes, we know that there are foods generally more helpful because, you know, of the... the fiber content the vitamin mineral content but also just knowing that it's okay if you have a donut today <laughs> <laughs> it's okay yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, and also like a general rule is like if you've made it yourself it's not that deep in comparison to if you've yeah. yeah. or something yeah. Yeah. because even, like the chances are you're not going to have sodium kyphosite in your cupboard <laughs> <laughs> so you could literally you could put a bit of extra coconut milk in that it's alright but if you something you don't know what's in that like yeah. the only time I read it like the ingredients of things is obviously things like ready things that I buy yeah. and to be honest I cook most of the stuff myself Same. so it would literally be desserts yeah. if yeah. I'm feeling yeah. extra cheesy yeah and Sometimes to the point that I can't move. And then in brackets it says, and I don't mean that in a dramatic way. LOL. (laughs) Um, So I'm not sure if it's because I'm not doing the exercises safely um, and correctly. Um, Do you want to share the question, guys? Mm -hmm. Okay, who wants to go first? I'll go. So, um, it depends what exercises you're doing. I think there's a myth behind, oh, if it's body weight, you can't really injure yourself. It's only if it's weights that you can, mm-hmm. because you can injure yourself with body weight yes. exercises, for sure. Um, I don't really think there's many things you can do around seeking professional advice. Like, I would say videos, this, that kind of stuff, but even that, you're going to have to get from someone mm-hmm. who is a professional, and they aren't watching you to tell you that yeah. that is good or not mm-hmm. um like i just think and, and obviously i know about the price aspect of things mm-hmm. but to be honest with the society that we're living in now a lot of people like loads of my friends aren't certified pts but i can train with them and they will know as much as me mm-hmm. if yeah. not more because mm-hmm. they have the time and the energy and the passion mm-hmm. to search it and whatever yeah. so i don't 
buy this thing of I, I can't have a PT because it's too expensive mm. because you could seek advice from your friend who goes gym five times a week for sure exactly. and they would tell you if you're doing it right or not um, and I, and also it is a thing of it's just something you're not used to like pain yeah. when you first work out it is painful and just not used to the pain even if you take a break like me if I take I went on holiday I took a break and it was painful yeah. oh my god <laughs> but yeah. like but if you're on it enough you start to enjoy that pain so that's yeah I feel like there's an element of pushing through it and there's an element yeah. of you like you said you know your body mm. if it's something wrong wrong yeah. then obviously chat to someone mm. if it's not then just keep going until it don't hurt anymore <laughs> literally yeah, and it's also about how you you stretch as well yeah. before after foam rolling and all yeah. that yeah. as well so there are I'm sure there are um, clips for that you can go to a trainer to help mm-hmm. you with that um, but yeah what I found was so I've started running and my ankles oh, oh my gosh I don't trainers and you need to have a routine just yep. specifically for warming up your ankles yeah exactly so it was all of that it was like new trainers mm. um, consistency because as you were consistently doing it the pain of uh, on the ankles um, reduce, but then also, like you said, training, um, stretching your ankles mm-hmm. and doing all the um, the other things Mobility. that help it, mm. um, and just generally stretching as well, and foam rolling and um, things like that, and just making sure that you're doing it in the right form as well. Mm. So and a nice Epsom salt bath oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. as a treat at the end of it. <laughs> I don't actually like taking baths. I'm not saying that. I'm not a bath. I love to take baths. But it does help. That's what I'm saying. And it's not even not clean. I just know it's not clean. Do you know what I mean? Because it's in my house. It's clean. But I'm still like, no, it's not clean. I'm like in my own bath. I'm just like, I just don't want to touch it. And if you think I can get in a jacuzzi, you must be crazy. Every retreat, there's my retreats that we have a jacuzzi. And my friend who I do my retreats, she's like, jacuzzi time. And I'm just like, I'm just not doing it. I'll itch. I will itch. 100%. Oh, guys, you're doing it wrong. Right. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's lovely. Get a nice bubble bath. Okay. I appreciate it. Where I scrubbed down my bum before <laughs> I got home. <laughs> I live on my own as well. I live on my own. Literally. It's so weird. But I do... Baths definitely do help. So I think, yeah, it's best, best good advice. Or steam room. Steam room. I do yeah. steam room. Which is contradictory to what I just said about the cleanliness. <laughs> However, at least I can wear flip-flops and like, put a towel down. And I love a steam. Steam yeah. is so good. I'm so here for it. And you don't have such services. You can just stand up. Yeah. Like this. <laughs> is that what you do in a steam room? Just stand up. Okay. <laughs> I, I could do it. Everyone's looking around. Do you want to sit down? No, I'm fine. Thank you. <laughs> Keep your jabs. <laughs> Um, another thing I want to mention about this girl, maybe she needs to build up a bit more in terms of her exercise. Maybe she's doing too much too soon. Yeah. So it might be, I'm not sure exactly what exercise she's doing, but it might be worth, you know, shortening it or making it a bit less intense and then yeah. building up gradually. So I don't know if you, you know, you are just doing too much, but yeah. I'm sure you work it out. Or being consistent with it. Like, yeah. she might just go mad and then not do it for, like, a week. Like, yeah. you're going to hurt. Yeah. You've got to be regular with it. Um, Something else I want to say as well, just on that point, of, like, looking after yourself, especially if you're in the fitness industry, I highly recommend um, seeing a physio, even if you don't have problems yet, mm-hmm. because it is a prevention thing. And, um, yeah, I just think it's a great yeah, thing to it's do. about maintenance, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. And, you know, our bodies are our vessels. They carry after everything. You need to invest in that and... Mm-hmm. I just feel like it's fifty pounds, and we probably spend that on, you know. Yeah. I think it is. I feel like 
So when I was reading the question, um, it just reminded me of whenever I've, like you said, stopped for a while and then gone back in or started something new because I, I like starting new types of workouts, otherwise I get bored. Mm-hmm. Um, and so because she was like, I started a new workout regime, I was thinking with different types of exercise, you need, like you said, I can't remember if you said it, but you need different types of preparation yeah. so yeah. you need to stretch differently mm-hmm. and even down to like some of the foods you have before and after totally. as well yeah, so exactly. i think if you're starting something new i would say make sure you do the preparation beforehand in terms of the stretching and after as well and ease into it as well and don't like because sometimes like okay i'm gonna start i don't know i'm just wrestling i don't know why i chose that <laughs> but let's, let's assume you know she's decided to start wrestling and it's like if you <laughs> jump straight into why i'm like you, there's, I'm sure there's prep. I wouldn't know personally, but I'm sure there's like preparations you need to do specifically for wrestling. So I feel sometimes we feel uh, we feel like okay, running, um, body weight, weightlifting, they all require the same thing, and they don't. They you need something different. So I think just understanding what is needed, and if it is like you said, know your body as well, so that you know that if this is a pain that I I don't normally feel and it feels wrong, mm. then yet seek professional um advice. But if it is like just because your muscles aren't used to it, then yeah, you have to roll it, girl. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> and it, it eventually... Ain't no game. <laughs> yeah. Like, the other day, I hadn't done Pilates for a while, a few weeks back, and then I started again. I was just like, but wait, mm-hmm. <laughs> this is my normal. I do Pilates. I was struggling. <laughs> it was painful. I was so... Yeah. But I knew that it was pain because I hadn't done it in a while, as opposed to pain because I was doing it wrong. Yeah. So it's important to know the difference. Um, and yeah, I think that's all, all I really can say. Okay, next question. So, this is, we can throw this out to everybody. How do you effectively eat healthy when you are boiling on a budget? And they actually say boiling on a budget. I've got a budget. Boiling on a budget. I like that. I've got a really, um, like, sure, fast way what I, what I personally do. But I know, it's, again, it's specific to what I eat. But I'm sure it can be applied, like, to those people. I buy, I'm lucky because I live in East London. Hey! Not a sentence said often by a lot of people, but no, seriously. Um, I go to the market once a week. If I'm running low, twice a week max, probably once a week, I'll spend maximum £15 and I've got bare fruit and veg. Mm-hmm. Obviously, based on what I'm going to well, cook yeah. that week. Then all I need is my accoutrements for that, accompaniments. Um, from like Aldi or Lidl yeah. and that's cheap as shit Aldi or Lidl are going to be like no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, literally max, max £20 and I've got all my like um, yeah. cans of stuff or if you're eating meat all your meats you yeah. can get as well yeah. bread whatever you want to get and obviously mm. you might want to go to specific shops to get a few fancy bits mm. or whatever do that you'll have enough left over yeah. and then that's it and then every week you've done it you've had no waste because waste is another killer yeah. Yeah. you've yeah. had no waste you've eaten everything you need to do and you might even have enough to treat yourself for next, like for the weekend, like I don't know. But do you know what I mean? I yeah. feel like that's the best way. You buy all your essentials from a sh- reasonable shop, yeah. and then you get the rest fruit and veg from markets. Yeah. yeah, I think another alternative also is getting a combination of fresh and frozen veg. Yeah, that should be the way to not have waste as well, and totally. that's something that can spill into the next week. Exactly. And um, so things like things like spinach, um, sweet corn, or fruit like blueberries, they yeah. freeze yeah. really, really well. Yeah. I think they those things look out in the aisles and that's a good way to save money so you're not chucking these things in the bin if you buy them fresh. Yeah. And I think, like what we were saying before, meal prepping. Meal prep will literally save you so much money. Um, You know, you won't have to go and buy your lunch um, outside or whatever. You know, you can 
literally buy a pack of beans or buy however you eat you just buy it in bulk yeah and even what you were saying about um frozen veg i think a lot there's a there's a misconception about frozen veg being less healthy it's 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 frozen all the (laughs) things in there it's fine and you know you can even have canned as well so um there are you know cans a can of beans is what 30p or something exactly. you know so you can just do it like that yes you can get your fresh as well and frozen but meal prepping can really save you totally, a yeah. bunch of money mm-hmm. so. absolutely and I think also don't overthink it because I feel like a lot of the time when people are going from maybe not so healthy um too healthy it's like okay so I'm no longer shopping at any of my supermarkets mm. I'm gonna go to Whole Foods yeah. and oh, I'm going I did that. <laughs> no money oh my god spend like 30,000 get two items yeah. <laughs> Whole Foods is a kick <laughs> mate that was just you gotta take out a mortgage to shop yeah. honestly it's crazy it's really there's a misconception that yeah. okay it's better yeah. quality yeah. Yeah. Totally. not necessarily no. yeah. you can go to your budget shop exactly. for your stuff it's got the same especially if you're cooking if yeah. you're cooking you're fine yeah. if you're oh don't get me started Whole Foods I just there I've not got a good situation. But we haven't got any problems with <laughs> If you choose to shop there, that is completely yeah. <laughs> But you know, we're just saying I think yeah, it's like overthinking it and like th- this is how I, this is my one gripe that I feel like um commercially, like adverts and stuff like that, that's how they get you by labeling things organic mm. and healthy, natural, pure. Mm. And sometimes it's literally the same thing as you can find like exactly. It's just that they've given you the title, and maybe the other thing was also organic, but it's just not got it on the It's one of the biggest cons. I can't stand it. And also in supermarkets, so there's now like a healthy section or free from section, mm, yeah. and so people feel like if I'm now healthy, that's the aisle for uh, me. Yeah. But literally the whole the rest of the supermarket probably <laughs> has the things you need to still prove Have you been to the free from section in some of these places? around yeah. healthy eating mm-hmm. and so a lot of um, commercially a lot of like shops and stuff are playing into it but just yeah know know your stuff so that you don't get like things all of that that's where a lot of the money goes yeah. I think and also eat what you've got in your house mm-hmm. like yeah. I know that we're like oh yeah but I don't think your chances are the healthy stuff's the stuff left over mm-hmm. <laughs> 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 you have yeah, the biscuits yeah. the biscuits are gone yeah. they were nice so, <laughs> so you've definitely got some rice cakes left lentils. at home yeah exactly leftovers <laughs> It's, I live with my mum and she's been away for a month and honestly the amount of stuff I've managed to get rid of because I don't want to pay for it yeah. <laughs> and like I do my own shopping anyway but while she's not here I've got full monopoly yeah. of the kitchen yeah. and it's great like I can just work from everything and she's a cereal buyer like she yeah. will buy every day because yeah. she just likes to do it and she will go to Aldi buy things she doesn't need and just be like but it's my Aldi so. <laughs> and it's like no so I've been saying to her like I know you're coming back soon but things have got to change and sometimes you just buy things you forget you've actually got oh, yes. 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 that's a tip when you're 
going shopping. Yes, I would so look in your yeah. yeah. first. Yes. And also don't go shopping when you're hungry. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Don't do it. You will end up buying a bunch of things that you do not need. Yeah. yeah. And don't do what I do sometimes, which is when I go to like new shops. I'm guilty of it. I do. I go to like the, the free frog section sometimes. I'm like, oh, what's new? And I'll just be like, I'll try this. Oh, this is a um, freeze dried fake cheese cracker. Oh, that sounds interesting. What would that taste like? I've got a whole, it's like a, your own free frog section in my house of half eaten because oh, they were And then they go in the bit. So don't do that. Trial and error is great though. I think it is. If you're, if you're trying to like try new foods, trial and error is great. But I think trial and error in like places, you know, there's nowadays like loads of, um, fairs and mm. exhibitions exhibitions or yeah. like places food you can go fairs. to yeah food fairs where you can go and try stuff before you actually go buy it and waste it like I do yeah. so yeah I think trying stuff is great but yeah just um try to manage that situation yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> check your cupboard yeah <laughs> yeah okay so next question is on hormones and this question says what are the effects that hormones have when they are increased or decreased in a woman's body and so, Tiki, we're going to give that to you. Um, so, I actually work in women's health, so all, my perspective would just be for women really only. Yeah. Um, it's a very broad question, but essentially our hormones regulate our monthly cycles. Essentially, they'll go up and down, and that regulates our periods. Um, for most women um, that are, are not yet menopausal, which will probably be the most of us listening to this podcast. And then following the menopause, some of our estrogens will decrease, and that will make us menopausal. Um, so, if we just talk about general pre-menopausal women... In terms of hormones increasing or decreasing, it's all very natural. Um, it doesn't affect you in any negative ways, and taking hormones in the form of contraception, again, doesn't, doesn't negatively impact you. However, some contraceptives or some hormones can make you gain weight or have an increase of appetite, and you should know about these before you get any of these contraceptives, mm-hmm. so they should counsel you about that beforehand. So if you're having any contraceptives that you know that what you think is making you increase weight or change your appetite, then all, and you're a bit concerned, where do you go back and have another conversation because you might get it changed. Generally, the only medical condition that I can think of in a young woman that can cause imbalancing hormones is something called polycystic ovary syndrome. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that you can have um, like an increase in the ratio of what we call luteinizing hormone and then um, follicle-stimulating hormone. And all of these are just little acronyms that are not that important, but essentially it can make you be a bit overweight um, and it's a bit more difficult to lose the weight. Mm -hmm. And then it makes you a bit more prone to getting things like diabetes in later life. Um, If you have any concerns about your weight or you have irregular periods and you think that you might have something like this, it's always best to start off with the GP. They can do some basic tests and have a discussion with you. It's really difficult because it's quite a common thing to have, but it's quite a difficult thing to always pinpoint that a person has it. Mm. So it's worth having a conversation with the GP and they can do some tests or do some scans and can just have a discussion with you. And in most people, it doesn't affect you negatively. You just have to be more mindful about your weight and bringing your weight down will help with the hormone profile and can make you a bit more, um, can be a bit more slimmer and make the hormones a bit less imbalanced, essentially. Um, and then when we are postmenopausal, we know that you might have a change of appetite. You can gain a bit more weight because your metabolism slows down a bit. Um, again, that's a natural change that will happen to most, if not all, women at some point. Um, and again, there's no harm in that. It's just about managing your diet in view of the changes. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm not sure exactly what you're asking, but it's, and I know my answer is very broad. But essentially, your hormones can change at all times, and just sort of see how you're feeling. Have a bit more appetite. Do eat more, but try to make more, more healthy options. So don't go for the McDonald's. Have a few bit more, a few bit more fruit, so you'll have your your calories about the same. 
Um, and if, as I say, if you have any concerns, always speak to a GP. Mm-hmm. Cool. Thanks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That was... Yeah. Well, I feel educated. <laughs> <laughs> really informed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So then the last question um, of today's group chat session is for everybody. And um, when I read it, I was like, oh, this person is great. Yeah. And all of you are great. But no, this person specifically is great for um, the fact that this is like this question is sort of like what the podcast is about. Um, and I was like, oh my gosh, like, I wonder if they knew that, but I mean, I've said it a few times, but long story short, here you go. Paper for everybody. And so the question is, it says, hi, my question is, how did you get started? And do you ever get tired of it? How does someone get started without getting tired of um, exercise? Um, And the reason I liked the question was because literally the podcast, the reason I started this podcast was because I wanted to encourage people to just get started with um, physical activity and also improving um, their health and well-being. So literally, I was just like, I just want something that encourages people to make a start, make a move, however, and I wanted to follow the stories of people who had just gotten started. Like all of us here, we have a start story. So... I want everybody to write down one word that symbol, I guess, symbolizes, represents their starter story. Um, yeah, so it, it it tells your your story about how you got started um, in relation, I guess, to your profession or to just in general your experience with fitness. Um, one word, and then we're just gonna like talk a bit about the word, and then I guess answer the question about do you ever get tired of it? And yeah, so one word that represents your starter story. Okay, we're gonna go around the room. I'm gonna start with Zizi. So my one word that prompted my journey, I'll say my fitness journey more than anything, is the word gluttony. So um towards the end of the first year of medical school, I think I'd gained a significant amount of weight and I was just feeling a bit chubby basically. Mm. And one friend made a jive at me and made me feel a bit of a way. Mm. And that's actually when my fitness journey started. Mm. And so um I mean I liked sports and fitness, but I wasn't massively into any one thing. Mm. Played a few sports here and there, but nothing um nothing that I was particularly like strong with about or bothered about so much. Um so I started running. I mean, I was struggling to run like 2K and then I built up and I was regularly running like 3K three times a week. And mm. then after that, I did three half marathons and then oh, the London no. Marathon. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> oh my it went God. From to a lot, basically. Yeah. Um, I think running, I find it really is a good way to de stress. Um, mm-hmm. And that goes along with my job. Um, clearly, as a doctor, it can be quite busy, stressful, etc. Mm-hmm. And I find running is a great way to de stress. Um, so that, that was the start of my journey, and I've loved every moment. And then later on in life, I picked up a bit of swimming, which I enjoy as well. It's a different kind of way mm-hmm. to exercise, and it's a bit more, it's a bit um, less dramatic on my knee joints. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, that, that was sort of my journey, and I've enjoyed it ever since. Cool, thanks. Mm-hmm. And to quickly ask, um, answer her last part, do you ever get tired of... Do I ever get tired? Yes. And sometimes um, fitness can always be on the back burner, especially when work is busy. Mm. Um, and if and if I do, let's say, have a few days off, I have a week off, the next week I might be back on it. Right. Um, and I do very much think about um, health in terms of both fitness and the way I eat. Yeah. So thinking about making healthy choices. You know, at the moment I ride to work, cycle to work most days. And oh. like that. So just getting a bit of fitness here and there mm. and getting back on it and having the encouragement to, you know, to do it, not really for the way I look, but more for my health. Yeah. Mm. Thank you. Amazing. 
Okay, so my word is empowerment, and my journey was a bit convoluted. So <laughs> I actually started um, my under—I did an undergrad in nutrition, and then got um, into the world of product development and consumer research. So when everyone's talking about oh, the the, the shops are selling you this, I'm like, yeah. yeah, I was one of those. People. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. No So I was very much in consumer research, product development, innovation and everything. And um, what happened is I realised that I didn't want to be um, on this side of of the table. I kind of wanted to really um, impact people from where they are. Mm -hmm. And as much as, you know... um, Within my job, they did really try to give me the health, the um, food brand. Yeah. I was like, it's just not the same. Not. So I actually went and did my um, master's in clinical nutrition, and it was the it was probably the biggest I felt risk that I had taken. Mm-hmm. Um, but I felt so empowered to empower others as well, and um, I feel like it's the best decision I've made because the amount of people that I've been able to impact to take care of their own self mm-hmm. and to empower their own self, um, I, I wouldn't change it for the world. And <laughs> honestly, I feel like when it comes to health, um, the whole, for me, health is about fueling fueling yourself to follow your passions as opposed to obsessing about and everything. So what I just see is, is I just want to see people thrive. Mm-hmm. I want to see people empowered in their health so they can do live out their passions. And yeah, that's... That's what, that's what my word is. Ooh, thank you. <laughs> so my word is confidence. Um, and the reason it's confidence is because, so as a child, I feel like the, the violins must say, but no, I, I, I was never the most confident person. Um, and I feel like I'm quite an introvert, but I'm like an introvert with extrovert passions. <laughs> it's like, it's really weird. But um, yeah, I was really, really shy. And I've, I've told a story many times, but I just was like, really shy and it impacted the way I lived and even though I, I had like I'm very creative so I have a creative mind but I I was stunted in that creativity because I was just like always shy about everything shy about like I do like random performances um, at our after school club with my sister and halfway through just be like freeze and then my sister would have to like oh save the day so literally oh, it was yeah confidence was crazy so it was weird when I um my mum would send us to different after school activities just to sort of get us out there mm. and like while she was working so we had nothing to do and I really enjoyed like things like basketball I did street dance but funny enough like all of those things basketball and street dance I ended up quitting because of the confidence um mm. element of it so I was like going through life like as I got older I was just like this can't keep going on like I, mm. I'm this ain't it yeah it's, this is not working and it's, um, so I did I did my sports science um degree and there was a part of sports science which was about um it was called special population, so it's how to use your exercise to how to use exercise and lifestyle interventions to change to prevent disease and like to change your um your I guess lifestyle in terms of health. And so I really enjoyed special population. So I was like, oh, this is a really interesting module and I want to pursue it, but how? And so when I left um uni when I finished, I was like, what can I do next to like to go in this direction? And I didn't know much about public health at the time. So I decided to um, become a PT. And it was so counter like my um <laughs> like you need confidence to be a PT. <laughs> so I don't know what made me that. I was like, how am I going to do this? But I just, because I, I was just thinking about how I can help others. I was like, I'm just going to do it and we'll see how it goes. And I just remember that was the most confident I'd ever felt. Oh, ever. That's so beautiful. And it was literally that from then on, 
like even now I still have like I still have moments where I'm just like oh the confidence issue but whenever it comes to exercise and fitness I come alive mm-hmm. so it's just been from strength to strength and knowing how that's made me feel I want others to feel the same way because mm-hmm. I know that with your health like it can it can have an effect on your confidence anyway mm-hmm. because when you're when you're feeling like oh you're not your best health there's so many other issues especially as women as well or I don't look how I want to look even though it shouldn't be a thing but confidence is always an issue mm-hmm. and I just feel like when you're empowered in like taking care of your health you feel more confident so mm-hmm. it's just like this is it for me this is it's weird it found me rather than me finding, finding it but um, that's my confidence my, well, my story in terms of do I get tired of it yeah sometimes I feel like we get we all get tired of things mm-hmm. but you just sort of pick back up whenever like don't beat yourself up about it just sort of pick back up where you left off and yeah. some try different things and try new things and yeah, just keep going, really. Cool. Yeah. Oh, that was lovely. Uh, my word is work. Um, the reason I have that is because I only started the fitness thing. I didn't approach it in the way of, like, empowering people and all that kind of stuff. I looked at it as a job. I didn't go to university, yeah. Yeah. and that was a huge thing because yeah. I'm from an ethnic background. <laughs> so <laughs> it was a really big thing. So I was like, okay, well, I need a, sh- a sure, fast plan yeah. so that I can make this count. So I just knew that I wanted to be a PT and I wanted to get my own studio. I wanted people to rent the studio from me and then I was going to be rich and that was it. <laughs> I was 18 and I was like, this is what I'm doing. Yeah. And everyone was like, you've lost your mind. Like, there's no way. Everyone was like, come on, it's not too late. Like, the train was running and I was like, no, I'm going to do it. And then, yeah, and then I, I, I knew I wasn't the best because obviously I was 18 and I, I didn't know much. Not that age is a thing of it, mm-hmm. but it's not like I was a mad enthusiast before then about yeah. fitness. I knew as much as any other, most women did, which is I run on a treadmill and I did the core and that was it. <laughs> and then like, and that was from an app that I watched literally and then as I got I started a job in a in I won't say the company but I wouldn't recommend I can tell you all about it later (laughs) I worked for a company and it just promoted all the wrong values however it did open doors for me to do a lot of training and a lot of betterment and then through fluke I became this really empowered like female only PT I want to help women I want women to never feel not confident and, and then I found my way in that way but what really started me was because I was like, I need to get a job and I need to work and I need to be good at something and have, you know, and at that time, this was like the best option. So I already worked in a gym mm-hmm. and I was a lifeguard there. So I was like, I can be oh, a nice. trainer. And yeah, it was, and then obviously here I am all this time later, but yeah, it was work's my word. <laughs> and <laughs> I do get tired. I do get tired very often, but... Uh, like you said as soon as you have that plan they make a bit of progress you're like oh my god yeah, like yeah. it's so good and then for my own um fitness because I'm so focused on other things my fitness is actually like you were saying yeah. it's my downtime and yeah. it's my something I enjoy yeah and that's only happened recent well not recently but recently in terms of my journey um because I really love working out now and I don't yeah. dread it anymore and mm. it's not something that I'm like I'm not good anymore because I've seen real changes yeah so yeah Thank you. So my word is caring. I've always been that kind of person that wants to look after people, help people, and that's how I got into the industry of massage therapy. I just like to help people on their wellness journey and to kind of just feel good about themselves. And I find that when I'm doing what I do, people open up to me. They will tell me there's deepest, darkest secrets out of nowhere. And it's kind of just like cathartic for them. And I'm happy to listen. I've always been an empathic person. So it just, I don't know, it kind of just 
was the right thing for me to do. I was, a, I was kind of like, mm, I'm in an R and what I wanted to do after uni. So I did sports science like you. Yeah. And then it was like, do I do physiotherapy? Do I do massage? What am I going to do? Yeah. And then I went to a massage course, Taste Day. And I was like, this place oh, is for me. Yeah. Like, this, <laughs> this is for me. And I've just kind of gone from strength to strength there. Um, in regards to sport, it's always been my first love since oh, wow. primary school. I've always liked doing sport. So yeah. working in the health and fitness industry has always been thing that I was going to do at one point I randomly thought oh why don't I be a lawyer me too story like just take your story and use it for fuel and in terms of getting tired if you do get tired rest. take rest, rest. <laughs> and rest. get back on it so yeah that's yeah. been really fun and it's been so really so nice. yeah. i'm so happy yeah. <laughs> thank you i want to thank you guys so so much for doing this um i know i randomly approached you guys in different ways i know you're probably thinking what? yeah i was gonna ask you how did you find oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but no thank you guys so so much um and yeah thank you for listening as well and for your questions we really appreciate it and yeah thanks guys thank you bye
Thank you for listening to this episode of Move Memoirs. You can follow the podcast using the handle at Move Memoirs on Instagram and Twitter. You can follow me using the handle at Steph2It on Instagram. If you've got any questions, feedback or topics you want covered on the show or you want to share your Move Memoir on the podcast, then contact me. You can send me an email using the address connect at stephtoit.com or you can send me a message on any of the social media channels.